Hello, this is Dave Durr, and uh, we're going to continue the Book of Daniel podcast here at Watermark. And I've got a couple of friends here that have joined me. Burt Wachter. And Jeff Kaberski. And it's good to have uh, these two guys here to kind of pull this all together. And I think, Bert, why don't you go ahead and read it? We're talking about a few verses here out of chapter 10, verse 10 through chapter 11, verse 1. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I've been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come to answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground, unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and I began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I have seen, my Lord, and I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, Lord? My strength is gone, and I can hardly breathe. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. As he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, Please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. He replied, Do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, and after that, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. Meanwhile... I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. You know, this is uh, this entire chapter, chapter 10, is a lead up to uh, what's going to happen. The vision, the final vision that Daniel is going to have that is recorded in this book. Daniel, of course, is in his 80s, maybe 83, 84, and, uh, which is very interesting. He's still going strong and... And uh, But he's weak at this point. Uh, he's been fasting. He's been praying. He's pouring out his heart to God. He's exhausted, uh, just weak, face down into the ground. At this low point, Daniel was noticed. I think it's important to see here. And a hand touched him. And something powerful is happening here at this point. You know, his whole body is shaking. He can't speak. Uh, and this is where we kind of join in here. And uh, uh, this passage talks about what he's going through, but also what is going on in the world around him. Pretty interesting stuff. Cub, what were some things that really spoke to you through this passage? Yeah, Dave, you know, the the first thing that stood out to me is in verse 12, the comments that Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. The first day uh, to me really stood out. And when you look at this passage and that Daniel mourned and fasted and prayed for three weeks, and then later on talks about how this messenger was delayed because of the angel of Persia uh, resisted him for 21 days. Obviously that his prayer was heard on the very first day. And I think 
we as humans need to remind ourselves that God does hear our prayers and hears our prayers instantly. And I know sometimes in today's world with electronics and FaceTime and all the other stuff, we want instant gratification and we want instant gratification for our prayers to be answered. And I know that there's been many experiences in my life, um, some at, you know, with work and promotions where you, you pray and you hope that you get a certain promotion and it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen in the timeline that you expect that God is working on this and that God heard your prayers the very first time and is is working even though you can't see it and feel it. And so to me, this was just a, a good, I guess, uh, affirmation that here Daniel is, who is just such a, a humble person that in the Bible, that we as human beings are, are very similar to that, and that God hears each and every one of us uh, and responds on, you know, when he knows it's ready for us to respond to that prayer. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. You know, uh, what's interesting here is Daniel was fasting for 21 days. And uh, what was going on in those 21 days, too, was a battle in with the prince of Persia, uh, the Prince Spirit of Persia, uh, during those 21 days. So there's a correlation there. I don't know what that's worth, but Daniel uh, was praying that his people, his, the, the people who were taken into captivity, would be taken back home and they could leave and come back home. That was God's promise at the beginning. So that's Daniel's prayer. He's concerned about his people, but something far greater is happening with this battle uh, which we can probably talk about later, too, which would be uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, that's going on the same 21 day period. So God is hearing the prayer, but he's also doing battle. Um, and uh, how about you, Bert? Any thoughts on that? And uh, I had uh, some similar thoughts. So I had a question right away is why why did God allow this spiritual mm. battle to go for 21 days. I mean, obviously he could just, you know, blink like a, you know, I dream a genie and make just it all. Just got to stop it. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think in some of digging through other materials and stuff, it, I found the answer to my question is that he could have come there so easily, like I said, and just destroyed everything that was involved with a demon and such. But I think it's God trying to tell us that we need to be persistent in our prayers, hmm. pray without ceasing. And so, you know, is he training us to pray without ceasing by not answering our questions about a job or whatever, um, something that's really laid on our hearts? Does he want us to fast? Does he want us to eliminate daily routines to be persistent in our prayers and just focus on him and listen? One thing I know for certain is that God's always there and will never leave us. And we can't take a delayed answer as God is not with us. And like Cub said, our timeline is not necessarily God's timeline. Uh, We need to look at and listen to what we are supposed to learn through the process. Mm, Yeah. The whole journey basically. Mm -hmm. huh? Right. The process. I love that. Yeah. It's not a one and done. This is kind of uh, a pattern of how God works. I think too, that he desires for us to be involved, collaborate with him uh, Mm -hmm. through these things. That's how he's worked through scripture. But he's also worked with say something and it's done, um, like creation. And uh, many times he just moves without consulting or 
requiring someone to be praying about it. So he works in, in a couple of ways right here. He moved Daniel to fast and pray about this. I think that's what um, really encouraged me because he did. He says, I heard your words. God hears all of our words and he also answers our prayers. As you guys both mentioned, he does that in his time. But uh, there's another thing that really got my attention is the warfare that's going on, the spiritual warfare. And just before we came on today, we were kind of talking about that. And it's hard to understand. It's almost like a Star Wars type thing. You know, it's a good versus evil and that type of thing. And it's very real. And that's going on in this chapter as well. Any thoughts that you guys have on that? Yeah, you know, Dave, that that really was fascinating to me because I don't recall reading this chapter before. And when when I read it, it was a little bit of God revealing what's going on behind the scenes that we don't think about each and every day. And that God is fighting these battles for us between good and evil all the time. And here, here he references a couple of the, the angels that uh, he's fighting. And it's just maybe affirmation again that that God is on our side and that God is fighting for us each and every day, even though humans can't see it happening. So mm-hmm. that was that was really cool for me. And like you said, I, I kind of related it to Marvel Comics, right, and Good and Evil or Star yeah. Wars, whatever it might be. But um, that to me was was really clear in this in this passage. Yeah, that's good. It's happening all around us and we don't realize it. But it's just Correct. a reminder of that. How about you, Bert? Any thoughts about that? I just remember as a kid reading some of the Frank Peretti books, This Present Darkness, and Uh yeah, that kind of freaked me out as a 12-year-old living in the basement by himself. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Slept with the lights on a few nights there after that, but but knowing that, you know, God is in control and he's got my back, you know, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to be freaked out about that. Yeah, absolutely. I came across a quote uh, that really hit me, and I don't know where it's from or who whose it is, but uh, I didn't write that down. But it, it's just a short quote about all this. And the quote is this, prayer involves me in what God wants to do. And I, I thought that uh, that helps summarize some things for me, that he wants to include me in the process. He wants me to be... Uh, doing something of value. And what he desires is for us to bring all of our needs before him. So he's inviting us into that, which is, uh, that blows me away because he could stop these things in a moment, but he chooses to work with us through that. Another thing that I thought too was, uh, I grew up with this um, Sermon on the Mount, the ASK, ask ask God, uh, seek, and you will find knock and the door will be open. And I thought about that persistence. When we go to knock at a door, we've got to, I come over to your house, Bert, and I, I got to get a hold of you for something. And I knock at your door. I don't just do one knock and wait for you to come to the door. I'll do a couple of knocks. And if you don't come to the door, I'll knock some more. And if you don't come to the door, I may go around to a window so that's that persistence of knocking because we're there to see someone. We want to tell them something or tell them their house is on fire. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you, you're persistent about it. And that helped me realize the importance of persistence in prayer, asking, seeking, knocking. And uh, I think that's, you know, how Jesus laid it out in the Sermon of the Mount as well. 
let's wrap this up, and I'm going to close our time with prayer here. Lord, uh, we do give you thanks for being a God who's in control of all things, a God who desires for us to partner with you in so many things, and a God who desires for us to bring all of our needs, all of our desires before you. We're so grateful, Lord, that you are the healer for any hurt we have. You give us peace when we're troubled. You give us strength when we are weak, as Daniel was. It all plays out here, Lord, and we can see you at work in all of it. So we pray that uh, as we continue on our day, that we would be reminded of that. You are for us, and you are with us. And we give you thanks for that. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, have a great day.